May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Today we are celebrating the Feast of St. Francis, a saint who is well known for talking to animals and giving all his money to the poor and starting a monastic order. He took to heart Jesus' command to the disciples to take nothing for their journey except the good news of Jesus Christ of God's love for all humanity. And Francis strove to orient and pattern his life after Jesus by embodying radical love. Let me tell you a story. Francis was vehement in his faith, so vehement that during the Crusades, to the surprise of everyone, this simple monk crossed the battle line of the Fifth Crusade and walked into Egypt. He talked the Egyptian soldiers into bringing him to meet the Sultan of Egypt. St. Francis's motivation was simple. He wanted to share the gospel and preach the good news of Jesus. He took straight to heart Jesus' mandate to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. The sultan listened to St. Francis preach about Jesus. And then the sultan spoke to Francis about Islam and Allah. He was very clear that he was a Muslim and would remain a Muslim. Francis was clear that he was devoted to Jesus. But that was not the end of their conversation. Francis ended up staying several days with the sultan and his soldiers, and he continued to talk about God and share his devotion to Jesus. And these two men continued to have conversations about their faith, exchanging stories of faith and life. And while neither changed the other's mind or faith, they each persisted in engaging to seek understanding and to be understood. This is the type of remarkable encounter and radical relationship that is possible when we, like Francis, open ourselves with vulnerability and commitment fully to follow Jesus's command to love one another. Eric Fromm, who's a well-known psychologist, talks about love as more than something you feel. Feelings can be fleeting. He says, to love is to take an active interest in the aliveness of another. Think about that. To love is to take an active interest in the aliveness of another. 
if we use this as a lens through which to hear the commandment to love, taking active interest in the aliveness of one another, caring for the dignity of life, for the strength of the body, and the nurturing of the spirit, then we help to nurture another's potential to thrive. The love that Jesus calls us to is a love of action. It is an active way of engaging our world. This story of St. Francis and the Sultan is one that has struck generations. How this seemingly impossible is possible. That people from different countries, different social status, different religions, and opposite sides of the battle lines can come together with an openness to relating and sharing what brings them to life. This has the power to make life less of a competition and more of an experience of mutuality, our connection and mutual dependence on one another. The anthem that the choir sang last Sunday struck me deeply. The whole thing, it was beautifully, beautifully sung during the offertory. It was the hymn, There's a Wideness in God's Mercy by Frederick Faber. And these particular words have struck me and stuck with me. For the love of God is broader than the measure of our minds. And the heart of the eternal is most wonderfully kind. But we make God's love too narrow by false limits of our own. And we magnify God's strictness with a zeal God will not own. Jesus embodies radical love. He calls us to challenge the notion that we operate from, which is that God's love is narrow and limited, a finite resource to be reserved for few. Jesus shows this radical love by ministering both to the oppressed and those who serve empire. Jesus teaches liberation and compassion to the privileged and those for whom education was never made possible. Jesus expands the boundaries of who is included in the kingdom of God. The way that we live this is to shift towards love as a practice, a way of being. Philosopher Andrea Weber describes love as actively producing conditions which enable others to thrive. Helping others to realize themselves as alive. So as the words of the anthem make clear, we, we make God's love too narrow and 
apply false limits of our own and we magnify God's strictness with a zeal that God would never own. There are so many numerous ways that we separate ourselves from one another, ways that we judge ourselves and another as unworthy, ways that we discount and oppress entire groups because of our own narrow demarcations of who counts and which values we will use to determine that, as if somehow we have the power to determine who is of worthiness in God's eyes. And unfortunately, we often live in that mindset. Bless our hearts. We discount one another instead of challenging the notion around worthiness that is ingrained within us. This brings us to live in such ways that do not promote thriving or being fully alive for anyone. Instead, it narrows, narrows our experiences as we ascribe false limits and drastically reduce the size and scope of our own world to what is familiar, to what is like, what is similar. But in returning to that anthem, the author offers words that remind us of what truly is at the heart of Jesus's ministry, what is the heart of the kingdom of God that Jesus proclaims. For the love of God is broader than the measure of our minds, and the heart of the eternal is most wonderfully kind. God desires for us to be fully alive human beings. God desires for us to love one another and live with one another in such a way that we contribute to one another's thriving. When we live this as our core truth, then, my friends, anything is possible. Even a poor monk crossing battle lines to share his love of Jesus with the Sultan of Egypt. As we examine the narrow narratives that we carry within us as false truths and open ourselves to the wondrous magnitude of the love of God, more broad and more generous than the measure of our minds can even begin to comprehend. Then we become agents of that love, agents of thriving, agents of new reality, working for the aliveness of one another. And we can see the possibilities of a new, more wondrous creation. Another recent inspiring child of God comes to mind. Like Francis, he also spoke to the animals. In fact, he preached to them. That's Congressman John Lewis. As a young child, he preached his chickens about Jesus. And then that same child, as a young adult, 
went on to join in the civil rights movement as a way of living out his faith, to do whatever he could, wherever he could, to share a new truth for the world that he carried with him. Jesus called us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so John Lewis proclaimed that segregation was morally unjust and must end. And not only that, but that we as a country in both law and living should honor and uphold the dignity and equality of every human being. Many civil rights leaders, thinkers, writers, and activists, including John Lewis, challenged us to see where our thinking as a nation was too narrow, where we had imposed false limits of our own. Lewis and many others, grounded out of radical love for self and neighbor, sought to embody and inspire a new truth and realize a new creation for us all. Another favorite um, saint of mine is Saint Arrhenius, and she's quoted as saying, The glory of God is the human person fully alive. So the radical love that God calls us to is a love that is of action, that seeks the aliveness of another. Because in that aliveness of of another, the glory of God is realized. As we have become all too aware in the past 20-something months, there are many communities and small ecosystems that we are a part of, ecosystems that we impact and that impact us, our neighborhoods, our workplaces and schools, this church, the city. And we have had the experience of being isolated from one another, the experience of not feeling feeling fully alive and not being able to contribute to the aliveness of others. Showing up for one another in ways of active love, seeking for the thriving and aliveness of other beings, this is how we participate more fully in the glory of God and in our collective capacity to inspire and realize a new reality, a more radical way of living life together. Living into the radical love of Jesus brings us ever closer to God's kingdom, the beloved community realized among us. So this morning we pray, Lord, make us instruments of love. Amen.